The following is a presentation of the Center for Dermatology, Cosmetic, and Laser Surgery in Mount Kisco. Recapture your youthful look with Dr. David Bank. Visit thecenterforderm.com. You'll be happy you did. Welcome to the Health and Happiness Show with Casey. This is a weekly presentation with guests, ideas, information, and fun designed to improve your life from 100.7 WHUD. Hi, it's Casey, ready to shine on. Thank you for tuning in today to the Health and Happiness Show. Sending love to you on Valentine's weekend. Give yourself the gift of creating a mantra to live by. Why do you do what you do? Karen James began her career as an electrical engineer in New Jersey, now right at home in Australia. She's a very successful businesswoman coaching others to live their lives on purpose. I think you've got to be really clear on why you're in business. And I believe that every business has the ability to connect with a bigger meaning than just financial outcomes. And what is that? And when you're able to articulate that so that when it comes out, it says, boom, you know you've landed on it. So, what's the bumper sticker for your business? What's the slogan for your life? Karen James will help us uncover that. Coming up later on. First, I want to remind you of our Day of Health and Happiness. It's March 13th at Duchess Manor in Beacon, New York. Breakfast, lunch, speakers, demos, yoga, shopping. Tell your Valentine to get you a ticket at a discount before February 24th. Visit CaseyRadio.com for a Day of Health and Happiness, March 13th. Now... A baby delivery nurse walks into a yoga class. What happens next is pretty fantastic. Eileen Rossi, RN, has been assisting women as they deliver babies for 23 years. When Eileen got deep into her own yoga practice, she knew that what she was learning in yoga could work very well in the labor and delivery room. Yoga teacher Gabrielle Semmel became Eileen's partner in True Birth, classes for parents-to-be, to learn how to integrate the mind and body awareness of yoga into the birthing process. Gabrielle, the yoga teacher, explains what you learn at True Birth. Through discussion, partners can actually determine whether mom typically carries tension in her jaw, typically carries tension in her shoulders, typically carries tension in her toes, typically carries tension in her abdomen. Through this conversation and exploration, then the partner begins to understand what better releases that for her. Is it soft touch? Is it firm touch? Is it stroking touch? Is it scent? Is it massage? Is it hands-off? So that's one of the ways that there's the relating to tension. Mom also begins to learn how to focus through understanding how am I breathing? Do I typically feel comfortable breathing in and out through my nose? Do I typically relax and be more at ease breathing in through my nose, out through my mouth? What does it feel like if I can actually begin to slow down consciously the breathing process? Can I develop a visual point of focus? Is that practice that actually facilitates my presence in this room? What does it feel like to draw my attention visually to one spot on the wall or a specific picture or image I've brought with me? If I actually am experiencing a sense of dis-ease at any point in my day, as I build up to this birthing process or even in the room as I experience something new or unsettling, what happens if I can actually shift my awareness to how my lungs are moving? What does it feel like as I lengthen my breath? 
What does it feel like if I tune into the dissension of my baby? Um, what does it feel like if I can actually begin to visualize what's actually happening? How does it change my experience that might actually initially bring forth the experience of what some might call quote-unquote pain? If I begin to understand what's happening, what's causing this sensation, and actually meet it with focus, with a centered awareness, how can that actually change the experience? Gabrielle Semmel of True Birth experienced that right here in the Hudson Valley. Nurse Eileen Rossi knew she was onto something when she went to Gabrielle's yoga class. I've been doing prepared childbirth, teaching it for 15 years, and I've been a labor and delivery nurse for about 23 years. So when I started to, to practice yoga, listening to Gabrielle, it just made sense that yoga brings the focus to the body areas and the breath practice, and that's what childbirth is all about, focus. If you keep yourself in focus, then you won't freak out, and you'll understand what's going on in your body. Basically, the ones that we've had so far have the mothers that can have practiced yoga, but their partners may not have, so it's kind of a new experience for them. Basically, it's been men that have been the partners, but and they're not really aware of the hormonal changes that happen, the bonding experience that happens between the couples and then subsequently with their babies when the baby's born. We don't really show a movie. It's actually, we just talk and explain the whole birthing process. So it's very emotional because, you know, I always say to them, uh, when, you, when you leave to go to the hospital, you know, to have your baby, look back at your house because it will be forever changed. You'll walk out a couple and you'll come back a family. And I choke up and they choke up. And now I'm choked up. Find out more about True Birth with Gabrielle Semmel and Eileen Rossi, RN, when you visit innerbalancestudio.org and click on True Birth. That's innerbalancestudio.org, True Birth. Maybe you know some Valentines who will be planning a family. Tell them about True Birth. A great idea from two lovely ladies. Next, living and working on purpose. What phrase best sums up your work here on Earth? We'll work on that next. This is the Health and Happiness Show with Casey on 100.7 WHUD. If you have a question or need more information about things you've heard on the show, email kcradio at gmail.com. The Health and Happiness Show. Information, fun, and inspiration. Do you ever wonder why some people seem to have it all? Well, I've discovered their secret. It all comes down to setting intentions, which is no more than thinking a certain thing on purpose. By doing that, you are creating a future event that draws you towards itself. I create my prosperous, healthy world on purpose now every day, and here's how you can, too. I call it the no-fail formula for everything. First, be clear about what you want and define it in terms that are positive and in the present tense. Setting an intention should feel good. Second, be certain that your intention will be carried out. Have faith and let it go. Third, repeat your intentions daily with focus and attention. Convince yourself. Fourth, when you notice how things begin to move in your direction, focus on your success. And finally, take action when you feel drawn towards something. An intention pulls you towards your future goal and may come in the form of an idea or a spontaneous desire to do something. So make setting intentions a part of your daily life and have it all. 
You can purchase a copy of the Live and Learn Guide to Mapping Your Destiny, How to Use the Amazing Power of Intention at www.liveandlearnguides.com. Do your hands need a beauty makeover? Hands have always been a sign of elegance. And even if you have a youthful facial appearance, hands don't lie. Now there is an easy solution for aging hands. Radius is the first and only FDA-approved product to correct volume loss on your hands. Radius restores beauty by filling out that hollow look to the back of your hands, leaving them looking smooth and natural. Results can be seen immediately. Lidocaine is added to the Radius, making this a virtually painless procedure. In less time than it takes for lunch, the results of Radius hand lift treatment will make your hands soft and supple again. The procedure is safe and can last up to 15 months. Call today and schedule your hand lift consultation with Dr. David Bank. Dr. David Bank at the Center for Dermatology, Cosmetic and Laser Surgery in Mount Kisco. 914-241-3003. You'll find out more at thecenterforderm.com. Hi, it's Holly Shelowitz with your nourishing wisdom. What's for breakfast? A nourishing breakfast will sustain your body, nourish your brain, keep blood sugar levels balanced, and your mood steady. Here is one of my go-to breakfasts. I call it Forget About Em Eggs. This dish cooks while you're getting dressed and getting ready in the morning. Just melt a tablespoon of butter, coconut oil, or olive oil in a pan over medium heat. Add two chopped scallions or a quarter of a chopped onion with five slices of zucchini and a pinch of sea salt. Saute five minutes and then crack two eggs on top. Add another pinch of salt and some fresh ground pepper and cover. Allow to cook seven minutes or until the eggs are cooked to your liking. For this recipe and many others, visit nourishingwisdom.com. I'm Holly with Your Nourishing Wisdom. Blessings on your day. Hi, this is Fran Capo, adventurer, comedian, and author of Hopeville, the City of Light, which gives you the 44 secrets to happiness. Here's one of those secrets. Ever notice how we rush around for our family and friends, but we don't often take the time to take care of ourselves? Why? We're just as important. From here on in, I want you to promise yourself that you'll take a few minutes every day. Come on, promise yourself now. Devote five small minutes a day to something that you love. Listen to your favorite song, pray, walk, take a bubble bath, hug your pet, write in a diary, call a friend. All right, it'll have to be a quick talk. Get a $5 back rub for five minutes at a nail salon. Watch the sunrise or the sunset. Savor and eat your favorite snack. Visualize the house you want to buy. There's a lot you can do in five minutes, and it gives you something fantastic to look forward to each day. Do not neglect yourself and your sanity. Make it a habit. When you habitually treat yourself well and make yourself important, you feel better, no matter what is going on in your life at the time. And if you treat yourself better, you are a calmer and happier person to be around. Trust me, your family will love it, and the five-minute distressor will work wonders on your mind, body, and soul. Well, I gotta run. I have a massage appointment I don't want to miss. This is Fran Capital, the world's fastest-talking woman, but I always make sure I slow down enough to take five. To learn more, go to francapo.com. A message from DAV to returning veterans. Thank you for doing your duty and doing our bidding. Thank you for stepping up and not backing down. Thank you for putting yourself in harm's way and putting your buddies' lives ahead of your own. Thank you for defending our freedom and displaying your honor. DAV thanks all veterans by fighting to get them the benefits and support they were promised. Visit DAV.org for free help. And again, thank you. 
Hi, it's Casey. Karen James lives in Australia now, a very accomplished businesswoman. She started her career in her home state of New Jersey, where she was an electrical engineer. Today, her mission is to bring focus to the rest of us in the working world. The idea is, why do we do what we do? What is our purpose? Karen's written an easy-to-read fable called On Purpose, Why Great Leaders Start with Plot, P-L-O-T. Create and maintain clarity of purpose. Be the leader of your life. Operate on purpose. And enable technology to execute on purpose. P-L-O-T. Those are the kind of four pillars that I believe you need to really operate on purpose. And by on purpose, I mean you're actually executing within your company as either a leader or a leader within that company to the purpose of that organization. Now, what I love about On Purpose, why great leaders start with plot, it's a fable. Tell us about some of the characters we'll meet in this book. Characters are the students in a grade three class, and probably my favorite is, is, is Betsy. She's a fictitious character, but has elements of myself and my two daughters woven through her. The teacher, Miss Maboy, Bob the Banker, who, and then a whole bunch of kids, of course, a principal, a vice principal, and, and a couple of parents along the way. Who is your audience for this book? From a publisher's point of view, Wiley would say that the key target market is people working in business, people um, in leadership roles, uh, people running companies, people running organizations, be it non-for-profits or the government. I guess I have a bigger vision than that for the book because I believe everyone is the leader of their own life and that everyone should be living life on purpose. And I think that the book could be picked up by anybody um, looking to make a difference in in either their life or in any organization, and the book could be for them. I agree. You know, the best life advice I ever got in my recent life was from the dog whisperer, Caesar Milan. <laughs> right, <laughs> so right. So really, when, when people have, you know, good advice about one thing, it can often be picked up and moved to good advice about another thing. But let's talk about this. What When we get to work, when we get to the office, we are running our company, we are running our lives, what is the number one question we should have in our mind? Uh, probably the number one question is, I think, at the end of the day, which is a reflection back on your day, how did I go? How was today in comparison with the intention that I really wanted today to look like? Did I, did I actually deliver the purpose I was intending on the day? And am, is that feeding to the higher purpose I'm aspiring to achieve? at my organization, and is that connected with the purpose that I'm trying to aspire in my life overall? And I I think the main big question is, are those two connected? Are those two connected, meaning what you want to accomplish at work and what you want to accomplish in life? Is there a connection between the two? And I think that the world really starts to fall apart when there isn't. Mm -hmm. When you look back at your day and you have no way of finding and weaving that, into your personal life. That's the beginning of, I think, a slippery slope. Yeah. You know, I never, I'll try to do it now, but I never look back on my day and say, how did it go? Because I'm usually just too busy when I move on, get home and there's dogs and there's things and there's moving forward and events. I rarely 
look back and say, did I accomplish what I wanted to accomplish? But I know this. I know that I have a, a lighter step when things went well. And I know I'm pretty grumpy when they didn't. But I, I'm not really, I guess I'm not living as on purpose as I could be, right? No, I, I would agree. And it's interesting because I, at one of my book launches in, in Sydney, Australia, quite an influential woman in the audience asked a question. And before she asked the question, she said, Karen, writing a book sorts your thoughts. And I thought, I never thought of that, you know, and, and that's what it does. And I never really, at the end of every day, looked back and did this. But now that I've written the book and I created the action chapter at the end, which has a what's called a plot framework, which is a four quadrants. And at the end of the day, you say to yourself, did I lose the plot? Did I forget the team? Did I forget the customer? Or did I actually manifest purpose? So I've got to, you know, as, a, as an author, I've got to, what we say in Australia, eat my own dog food, right? So I've started <laughs> practicing this. And it is extraordinarily powerful because it enables you to think about tomorrow and say, I'm going to set myself straight tomorrow because today I lost the plot. And someone recently, I had a book signing in Barnes & Noble in, in Pennsylvania, which was fantastic, one of the highlights of my trips. And during this, someone bought me a, a gift in the bookshop, which was called Nirvana, and it's a workbook um, about setting intentions. And it's, it's the kind of written practice of what my last chapter says and I think it's extraordinarily powerful to kind of reflect back and you see that with the whole thankful movement that's coming I think the thankful movement is the beginning of the step that gets you to looking at have I actually lived today on purpose so am I thankful for today yes what am I thankful for you hear all of that in in the, the kind of thankful movement but I think we've got to go beyond thanks I think thanks is absolutely critical but you know were my actions aligned with my intentions and even here before were my actions aligned with my intention, just what was my intention? I think a lot of people get on the treadmill and forget that they can have an intention, that, you know, that, that they can have a point of view, something to move towards or away from. And the problem with being too busy, and I've suffered it so much, is that you get caught up in that and then you're just acting, right? You're just like getting stuff done. Right. You're just ticking the boxes. And in the book, I speak about that in the fable, you know, and also the business book, you know, am I actually doing what I'm supposed to be doing or am I just getting through the day to tick the box so I can move to the next day to tick the box and so on and so forth. And, right. and in the fable, you know, one of the characters has that conversation with themselves. So if you don't know your purpose, this book will help you develop and communicate your purpose. Absolutely. And particularly in business, you know, you, you look at companies that get off purpose and, you know, there's what I call a lot of fodder in the market. You know, the situation in, in Flint with the water supply, which I'm about to research so I can speak about that. The situation with Volkswagen and the, the emissions, the you know, situation at Takata with the airbags. These are three case studies where these organizations got off purpose. You know, a car company is, is meant to pass their emissions test. So what happened organizationally? At what point did Volkswagen decide that the environment was no longer a stakeholder in their purpose? Wow. You know, at what point 
the Volkswagen say to themselves, you know, the environmentally aware customer who's buying a diesel vehicle to do the right thing because it has better fuel efficiency, et cetera, for all the reasons why, did that individual consumer's purpose no longer matter to their overall purpose? It's, you know, people always say, how do these things happen? How do they happen? My, my view in the book, and the book speaks to it, is that these are organizations that are operating literally off purpose. They're why, the reason why they exist has become aligned to a single stakeholder. And that single stakeholder uh, for publicly listed companies is usually the shareholder, which obviously links to their financial performance for organizations that aren't publicly listed. It's usually just the financial outcomes. And when really, if you're an organization that's operating to your purpose, your financial performance becomes an outcome of you delivering to your purpose. It's, it's, a, it's a metric that says tick. My company is on purpose, you know. And two, I was just thinking, you know, it takes one person with a bad idea or a bad intention to move away from the company's purpose. But then many, many other people have to join in with that intention. And then they are working on purpose, but it's not the purpose that's out there in the public. It's their own private purpose. Exactly, which is why the governance and the... And, and the compliance of any organization is what the O stands for, you know, like the operating. Like if you say, okay, our purpose is to, you know, whatever your company's purpose is, let's just say ABC for the sake of the discussion. If ABC is not operationally powered through your organization and embedded in your, your policies, your procedures and everything, then these kind of things can happen. So, you know, imagine if folks and had a fully functioning whistleblower policy that let everybody in the company be completely allegiant to the purpose and that the environment was a stakeholder in that purpose. Someone could have said, wait a second, we've got software called the switch. This is wrong. This is off purpose. I, I'm going to call somebody and maybe the, you know, the board gets notified. You know, th- these are the kind of things that every organization needs so that these things don't happen. And I would argue the same thing with Takata. You know, like the engineers knew that the airbags were going to turn into grenades X percent of the time, a rare X, but an X anyway. And, you know, Takata are in the business of safety. They keep us safe. They make parachutes and airbags. You know, the whistleblower could have somehow raised that flag. And, you know, that's just one policy that I think every organization should have. Shouldn't just be a bank. You know, I've worked in banking for a long time. People pick on banks extensively. People do the wrong thing in banks, just like they do in other companies. But most well-run banks have a whistleblower policy. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, they do in Australia. I mean, it was a significant policy within the organization, and every, you know, manager had to be trained on it to ensure that everyone knew how to use it. All right. Does it always get used? Not necessarily. You know, this, this is, but at least it's there, right? Right. You know? Because there's so many people who say, I'm not saying anything. I don't want to get involved. It's none of my business. Yeah. I don't want to lose my job. I don't right? lose my job. That's, that's, that, that is probably the most concerning thing, I think, when, since the financial crisis, you know, you know, I, I, just, I don't want to lose my job. And, and as people become more senior, you know, I have this theory that everyone starts to think, oh, my goodness, this could be my last best job. I better hold on to it. So don't forget the customer. Don't lose the plot. Don't forget your team. Stay on purpose. On Purpose, the book by Karen James. Why great leaders start with P-O-L-T. 
purpose, leadership, operations, and technology. Give a little advice to the business person, the small business person listening right now. What, how can they get started? I think you've got to be really clear on why you're in business. And I believe that every business has the ability to correct, to connect with a bigger meaning than just financial outcomes. And what is that? And when you're able to articulate that so that when it comes out, it says, boom, you know you've landed on it. So for me, my business is is small. It's me. I'm a consultant. I'm a public speaker. And I've just nailed it. It's to ignite just change for a better world. And you know you've hit it when you can say it and be like, you don't stumble on a single word. There it is. There it is, boom. And always remember, vision trumps fear. Set your vision, make it big. Make everyone clear on what that's going to be. In 2020, this is what it's going to look like. Karen James, On Purpose, if you'd like a copy of her book, email me at caseyradio at gmail.com and get to work on your purpose statement. Mine would be something like, you are a child of God, loved and lovable and capable of great things. Take that into your Valentine's Day. Get your ticket for our day of health and happiness at caseyradio.com, and I'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Health and Happiness Show with Casey. The content of the Health and Happiness Show is intended for general information purposes only. The Health and Happiness Show is a presentation of the Center for Dermatology, Cosmetic, and Laser Surgery in Mount Kisco. Recapture your youthful look with Dr. David Bank. Visit thecenterforderm.com. You'll be happy you did. You can listen to previously broadcast shows online at kcradio.com. And join Casey for another edition of the Health and Happiness Show next Sunday morning on 100.7 WHUD.